Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. Tonight we're at Grill by the Hill, a non-existent restaurant next to Monkey Hill Bar on Magazine Street in uptown New Orleans. Grill by the Hill closed down a while back, but on Monday nights we bring it back to life. The space is this fabulously uh, interesting replica of a French Quarter courtyard, complete with a ceiling of twinkling stars. And once a week, Margot and I meet here under the fake LED stars, and we invite a member of New Orleans restaurant community to join us. We invite them to bring along a friend, a plus one. We never know who this plus one is going to be. Sometimes it's a, a neighbor, a family member, a friend, a fellow restaurant colleague. But before we talk with our special guest, I like to tell you about the drink specials offered by our host, Monkey Hill. Monkey Hill's at 6100 Magazine Street, right across from Perlis. And during happy hour only on Monday to Fridays, this is just 3 to 8 p.m., they have $3.50 well drinks and a dollar off beers and a dollar off wine by the glass and a dollar off signature cocktails. So tell them that Ray and Margot sent you. And Margot, what did you do uh, in terms of eating this week that you are especially interested in sharing with me? Well, I went to Emeralds for the first time in probably six years. There are the people listening who save up for months to go to New Orleans, to go to Emeralds, and we just take it for granted because it's right here, and so you can let months, you go by, years go by, and never go there. It and was, yeah, it was great, absolutely. Right? It was spectacular. I was really, really impressed. The food was fantastic, and the wait staff was fun, and it was serious dining, but it was not uptight at all. See, that's, I think that's the hallmark of this town, right? It's like you put an emerald somewhere else, and they're really self-conscious that they're emeralds, right? But <laughs> here it's like everybody's just, you know, it's much more inviting and engaging and less pretentious and all that, right? Absolutely. Because you want to go, you want to enjoy yourself and relax when you eat, right? Yeah. You, yeah. I, I, and in this city, it's hard because there are so many great places. And if you're going to emeralds, you want a, a unique experience, but you don't want to feel bad about, yeah, yeah. you know— uh, or feel like there are uh, some, you know, there are places in the city where there are traditional places that uh, they, they have an attitude. And right, yeah, so a few. it's really uh, none of that. That's really great. What did you have to eat, remember? I had um, mussels with this coconut ginger broth. I didn't go traditional like barbecue shrimp right. or. Uh, and then I had a tuna and pork belly lettuce cup. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> and Those are animals that should not thing. go together, right? But they yes. do. Okay, tuna that's great. and pork belly. Right. And then pigs I, never meet tunas in the in the wild. You know, like those two never combine. They never I they had, never encounter each other. A tuna yeah. doesn't know what a pig looks like. A pig Is doesn't know what a tuna looks like. Sacrilegious. No, I think it's great. You yeah. I mean, that's why we're humans. We can do stuff to the. But don't yeah. religious people not eat? meat during a certain is that like some weird oh like Lent, to put yeah fish right well first of all you're not catholic so what do you care right and then second of all, i'm not catholic either so i don't well care am either. i offending the jews too by eating pork belly and uh well, it, well it's not a bottom dweller i mean it's not the fish is not a catfish do we really want to get that theological here? okay sorry <laughs> so uh well where did you eat I didn't have anything nearly as fancy as that. No fancy dining this week, but lots and lots of great. You know, like this morning I had satsuma, which was great with my wife. We always get something with eggs every 
Monday morning together. We have we spend together, and then um, I had a suko tie with some good friends earlier this week. The one on Magazine Street, the second one. It's been there maybe five years, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it was the offshoot from the one in Marini that's moving soon, I think. But um, anyway, suko tie was great. I had some green curry, and it was just way beyond my expectations. I always forget how great that place is, and uh, yeah, it was a wonderful meal. Excellent. Absolutely, yeah, great. Well, Margot, our guest is here, and I'm very interested in speaking to him because this is a man who uh, seems to have some uh, wanderlust. Uh, he has traveled the world, I'm told, and has um, been making food in places in other continents. We're going to hear a little bit about that, I hope. But also, when he's here in New Orleans, he can he, he's one of these people that can actually take his food wherever he wants to because he's one of the food truck uh, heroes in our city. So I'm really excited that we're going to have Aji Dast on of Rolling Fatties. That Welcome. works. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Aji. Um, now, I'm pronouncing that correctly, Aji. You okay. are definitely pronouncing it correctly. All right. So th- when I hear the name of your food truck, tell everyone what your food truck so is. So the name of the food truck is Rolling Fatties. Okay. When I hear Rolling Fatties, I think of two things, either unhealthy or marijuana. So do you have anything to do with either of those two things on your food truck? Is this on the record or off the record? <laughs> it's on the... Just between us. <laughs> yeah, nobody else will... Uh, there aren't going to be 40,000 other people listening to this. Okay, 40,000 <laughs> people. Uh, so the food truck has no red meat. Um, we are trying to get closer and closer to free range. There is no marijuana on the truck. Um <laughs> Everything is made from scratch except the flour tortillas and the corn tortillas. Um, we're not growing the vegetables. But so to answer the first question, no, not unhealthy. Uh, second question, no, not weed. But we hope that people get high off of it. Ah. <laughs> so, so what are the fatties you're rolling? Yeah. Tell, what are the fatties and uh, why? So obviously it's, you're rolling something. We Fatty. have a burrito truck. Okay. And though we want to get people to call them fatties, I mean, we found that in the last three weeks, it's been pretty damn hard to, like, people will come to the truck and they're like, what's a fatty? (laughs) And we say a fatty is our extra large, like, whatever, whatever, wrapped in a tortilla. And they're like, oh, a burrito. (laughs) We're like, no, it's a fatty. She's like, yeah, just go ahead and give me a fatty. (laughs) Uh, uh, No, give me a burrito is what they're saying, so... It's that sounds like the one old lady that comes up to your car no. on uh, your truck That's on everybody. Frenchman. That's everybody. So unfortunately, who, who would get that? That's fantastic. You'd be surprised. <laughs> there are some squares out here. A bunch of people live in right angles. I don't get it. A like, bunch of people live in right angles. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. I'm lost. Where, where was I supposed to be going? Oh. So no, anywhere you want. So, so when did you start? Sorry, when did so you start? So rolling starties, uh, rolling fatties started um, as a concept right when I got back from Rwanda. Oh, so wait, you got to back up if you do that. You I'll can't back just up. drop that bomb okay. right when I got back from Rwanda. So guess what I was doing in Rwanda? What were you doing in Rwanda? I was doing business consulting, consulting for East Africa's first gourmet burrito bar. <laughs> Wait, there's not a lot of gourmet burrito bars in, in Rwanda? Rwanda? Believe it or not, shocking. Are. Yes. <laughs> and so, prior to going to Rwanda, I had the burrito. restaurants there. Yeah. 
There is a sushi spot in Rwanda, in the capital city, in Kigali, that uh, airlifts our next day's fish for the sushi daily. How'd you get invited to Rwanda to be the consultant Let's uh, for burritos? Okay, so we'll back it up. I've been cooking for eight years. Um, the first two and a half years of those eight years were spent in New York City. I, I did the culinary school thing for about three weeks, but I've been a vegetarian all my life. Uh, and so right when we got to the meat portion of the curriculum, curricula, however, she'll tell me right in a second. Um, my stomach turned. I had never touched meat a day in my life. Huh. My stomach turns. I was like, well, maybe culinary school is not for me. Or maybe you have I, to deal with that stuff. Because in my mind, that was all I was going to be able to encounter. Uh, and Wait, so how old were you when you first ate your first piece of meat? Did you have to eat it in culinary school? No, I refused. You refused? Yeah. So, so you still haven't eaten any meat? I have chewed and spit everything. Because <laughs> I, <refused, laughs> I refuse to sell anyone anything that I haven't tasted. So you've tasted it, just not consumed it. I have not consumed it. Is that a religious? I mean, um, is that too per- I hope it's not no. too personal. Is it religious? Well, no, or no, or it's personal. Ethical? Uh, Medical? My parents met and were both vegetarians, and they raised vegetarian kids. That's the and easiest where, answer. And where were, were Born and bred in New Orleans, Louisiana. I've never what? met no a world. vegetarian who is... I, I grew up here. I'm 34 <laughs> years old. And you grew up in New Orleans, and you... How did you... Uh, did you never eat out? How would you? This city Jumping, is so unhealthy. Old dog, new tricks. No crawfish. Um, old, old dog, dog new tricks. I loved old dog, new tricks. Uh, East African harvest. All natural foods that used to be over oh, here. Yeah. Chicory farms, hickory farms, uh, whole foods on Esplanade. Like there, there was a vegetarian community in this city that that There was prospered. one in the. Um, Back to the garden in back the city. Back to the garden, yeah, but yeah, they're not really vegetarian. No. Wait, uh, I didn't Jack Spretz. Did you used to work on, uh, did you? You came to my restaurant I remember before. talking to you now. Yeah. The minute you walked in, you were familiar. I'm Frenchman in uh, Esplanade. In Esplanade. Yes. We had that conversation briefly. a long briefly. conversation, yeah. like three you years ago. You were eating your way through New Orleans. Eating your way through New Orleans. Yes. I remember this. We had a delightful conversation exactly. about vegetarian history in New Orleans. And yeah. Now, as you say it, I remember. So you yeah. had a restaurant, so and you Dragon, met Ray, uh, 50 pounds? Heavier, so you might <laughs> yes. probably no. When when you said his name, I was like, no, I know that guy. I remember we had a very long conversation about how he was eating at every because you yelped us. Are you urban spoon? Urban spoon, yeah, yeah, either yeah, either or. And I just remember like, man, that was awesome. This dude is really eating his way through this city. And what better way to connect to a place, especially a place like New Orleans where we live to eat? Yeah, like eating to live. Take that somewhere else. We <laughs> live to eat here. And what better way to acquaint yourself with the place than to eat everywhere there? Yeah. Even now, wait, a vegetarian what was the place. Was it, it was a, called Cafe Bamboo. That's it. Cafe Bamboo. That's it. Yes. And wasn't there a, there was a music club there at night? Upstairs, too. the Dragon's Den. That's the Dragon's yes. Den. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Cafe Bamboo, like, cafe. like bamboo yes. wood? Okay. Uh, there was no rhyme or reason to the name. It was just, if you've ever been to the Dragon's Den... It was a Thai restaurant for a second. It was an opium den way back when, but mm. also a Thai restaurant. And uh, it was Ruby Tuesdays was the restaurant it was when what? I was a kid. No, the uh, chain? Ruby, no. It, Red Say Ruby's. it ain't so. It Red was Red Ruby. Oh, Ruby's. that's better. Okay. Was that it? Where you could throw the peanuts on the floor? 
Not I'm Ruby's. Oh, Henry's? No. <laughs> yeah, oh, Henry's. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can't remember Ruby now. Reds. Ruby, Ruby Reds. Ruby Reds. Ruby Reds. That's what it was. Right at the Dragon's Den. Wow. I remember they used to make these big veggie burgers. Okay. I was about to go. So on that's how you you were familiar with the spot, and you had yes. you opened up a restaurant there. So and that's pre culinary school, or this is post culinary school. So New York, New York City. I drop out of culinary school. I was a manager at UPS at the time, but I had moved to New York City to um, get into the culinary world. I was like, you know, culinary school in New York City. I'll be at the you know epicenter of. The world, as far as culinary pursuits are in this country, whatever. Um, and so I stopped going to culinary school. And I found a job in an Indian restaurant plating pastries uh, called Devi in New York City. So Devi, the chef was Airmont Severe, was a starred restaurant. Um, I worked there for about a year. And in my working there, two weeks in, I was completely bored by just plating pastries. I went and got Bo Freeberg's professional pastry chef and a KitchenAid mixer and a bunch of other random pieces of equipment um, and started showing up to work early uh, before I had to plate anything. I know this is a long roundabout story. No, it's great. Uh, before I had to uh, plate anything, I'd go while they were doing production. And so I got into the culinary world doing pastries. So I didn't have to touch me. You meat. took your own initiative? I took and, my own initiative. And created a... And maybe two, three weeks later, I was hired full-time to work uh, doing pastry production more so than so just plating pastries, so which I hated. So you didn't have to touch meat, and it was creative. And it was creative. Um, fast forward, worked at a bunch of restaurants. Katrina happens. I come back to New Orleans. Uh, two years post-Katrina and realized that there were no vegetarian restaurants in my city anymore. Uh, and I was like, all right, well, the entrepreneur in me knows that I could probably get something going if I find a spot that's inexpensive enough. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. And I, I remember you giving us a decent review. So I did. I, did. I loved it. It was yeah. great. And I figured I'd just make a spot that I'd like to eat at and it just mm. was kind of surprising, too, because you walk in and it did not expect it's, vegetarian. It's, yeah. It didn't look vegetarian. Not it was kind of what you expect from sort of a little bit of a dive bar. And yes. Like the, well, it, was, it was a dive bar. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of dark in there. I remember the lighting was kind of dim <laughs> and stuff. And that's like, and then the menu was all vegetarian stuff. All great. vegetarian, world vegetarian. So yeah. you must have made a name for yourself. If So how did you get from that to Rwanda as so, a consultant? So... July or May 2010, I break my leg. I close the restaurant. We were in the black. We were making money, but broken leg doesn't allow you to be hands on. Was it the creditors on. that At broke work? your leg? Who broke your leg? Okay. <laughs> I'm a bike rider. Okay. Um, I used to pick up all of my uh, produce and everything else on my bike. I'd attach a basket to the front and to the back. We talked about this yeah. when I was in your restaurant. I so remember wait. this because I admired this. Yeah. Uh, do you still ride bikes today? I still ride bikes. Uh, only vehicle I've ever paid insurance on is a food truck now. So, you, so you've uh, never driven. You never. I've had, had a cars, car. but uh, you've I was always illegally. <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. you got injured on the bike and closed your. Got injured on the bike, closed the restaurant, had surgery on my leg because I broke it pretty bad. Uh, so you decided to go to Rwanda with a broken leg. No. Oh, so. I wanted to get back into the restaurant arena. Um, 
via food trucks. So came into a couple of dollars, bought a food trailer. I went through the whole process with the city. This is 2011. I go through the whole process, health inspector, fire department, and just getting everything up to code. Bribery. A little bit of bribery. <laughs> this is New Orleans. Um, and so I go to the Bureau of Revenue, and they tell me that there aren't any catering, uh, any mobile vending permits. Uh, and so my heart was hurting. And I was like, but I spent all this money. You can't tell me no. And so uh, in response to that, me and a friend, Juba Kali, who is also from New Orleans, who was on Next Food Network Star, a childhood friend, we grouped up and decided to do a backyard speakeasy. Nice. Uh, called the Burrito Juke Joint. Nice. Neither of us had really ever done burritos at all, but we took like regular delicious food, wrapped it up in a tortilla, and people loved us. Uh, there were. What kind of foods? So. The craziest one that I did was called the Soul Food Burrito. Uh, and so it was a juke joint because it was in my yard. There was this big tin shed, uh, and we'd invite bands and have DJs and screen movies. And for about 11 months, it was like a big to-do, at least for those in the know, a big to-do. There were three, 400 people. Soul Sisters play the yard. Come on. Wow. <laughs> um, and so... We do that um, for nine, ten months. Decided that we wanted to bring the burrito juke joint into a spot specific. Oh, and the most interesting uh, food that we did probably was a soul food burrito that was uh, kale or collard greens, either are, uh, bourbon chicken, baked macaroni. Ooh, and yum. tortillas, so it was just like in candied yams as well. So just oh, like oh, wow, all in there, just randomness. That's great. Um, did it work? It worked. People Gosh. people liked it, and um, so by that time I was cooking actual. So why would you fish. leave all that to go to Rwanda? So we were. You're killing us. You got to tell us. Okay, so Rwanda happened. It was a two week turnaround. I was in the process of trying to open up another restaurant. Financing fell through. I was like, well, the reason I started cooking in the first place was to travel. Because you figure you can sustain life wherever you go as long as you have a skill, right? Huh. And one skill that kind of translates across the board, cooking. Huh. Cool. So I get on to Chef Jobs Abroad. Or it was Chef Jobs Abroad? It was chefjobs.com or something. And the first thing I see when I click on to it is burritos in Africa. <laughs> and... <laughs> I thought it was a joke, but I responded to it with a real resume. And so... You're the only one who responded. <laughs> so there was an executive chef who had been working with the guy, I, I found out later, uh, who fell ill or just decided they didn't want to do it. But it turned into a situation where it was a two-week turnaround for me um, from responding to it with a real res resume to him calling me back the next day. We Skyped twice. He sent me a contract, and then I was in Rwanda two weeks later. Now, what was the contract signing up for? How long were you going to be in Rwanda? Six months. Six months, and you'd never been to Rwanda? I had never been Have you Rwanda. been East Africa before? I had never been East you, Africa You've been before. Africa before. I had never been Africa before. You've never been Africa before. Never been and Africa you're, now before. Now you're committing to go six months, not You've just Africa, but to like. Balls. The, I mean, big burritos. Yeah, you got some big that. burritos to, to, to go I've got that. big kahunas <laughs> over here. <laughs> and so Rwanda, you know, genocide. I mean, it was, it was 10 years ago, whatever, 15 years uh, ago. Longer 20. Than that. 20 years this ago. This year, okay. 
Uh, next still, month marks the 20th anniversary. You know, I mean, maybe not the first place people think of when they think of think like, yeah, burrito, right. burrito. Bar, or you know. let's yeah. just go for to Where be you a chef. Where you want to live for six months yeah. and all that. What I will tell you is that prior to going those two weeks, I researched the hell out of oh, Rwanda. Bet, yeah. And when I tell you that I lowered every expectation that I had because I didn't want to be disappointed. I was raised by Pan-Africanist parents, right? So they're like, you know, you are an African man, even though you're in America. So understand that. And that's a three, four books that I could talk about. Right, right. <laughs> um, in stories. But so I get there, no expectations. And when I tell you it's the cleanest, safest, most beautiful place I've ever been on the planet right now. Twenty, so that was nineteen, eighteen years after the genocide. So the genocide right. was ninety four. So this is the twentieth year. I can't say that I've ever felt more eerily safe uh, because it was just like we're going to make a beautiful space because we've done the most horrible thing that you can imagine to your neighbors and whatever else. Huh. Um, plastic is illegal in the country. Huh. Um, it, it's just like this. Were you weird tempted place. to stay? I mean, very what- tempted to stay. Very tempted to stay, and uh, if we're going to introduce, I can tell you, she'll tell you. I talk well, about well, that might Rwanda be a good time, yeah, to introduce yeah. your yeah. your plus one. Okay. Who is she? We don't know her. Yes, tell us who she is and why you brought her. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, I adore this woman. Uh, she came into town yesterday. Um, we haven't seen each other in four years. Whoa. We're dating Whoa. from abroad, uh, not from abroad, but from a distance. Um, we're dating the whole four years. No, no. Oh, but we've kept in touch with each other pretty consistently for the last four years, and so I think I questioned myself, like, why am I like intentionally reaching out to this woman? Um, What's her name? Fahima Ife. Fahima. 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 Ife. Ife. What do you That's do, Fahima Ife? I am a PhD student at the University of Wisconsin Madison, and it's my second year in curriculum and instruction. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean? So that means I used to be a middle school English teacher, and now I study curriculum as it relates to education in general, and specifically I look at literacy and writing instruction as it takes place in secondary English classrooms and outside of those spaces as well. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So, to step back a little <laughs> bit, how did y'all meet four years ago? And is she I'm a vegetarian? Let you tell the story. <laughs> well, we met in Atlanta, Georgia. I used to live in Atlanta. I actually I was a teacher in Atlanta, and we met there. And I think I mean Aji lived in New Orleans, and we really liked each other. But I wasn't interested in doing anything long distance. So then we just became really good friends. You were a vegetarian at the time. I though. was a vegetarian. Oh, he's he's rolling me under the bus. I'm not a vegetarian anymore. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Oh, I don't. I just eat. So fish. you can take you can taste the burritos and tell them what they're like. I you know I haven't tasted one yet. I'm really what looking forward to it. She, you just I just in? I just flew in yesterday, so oh. I haven't had one yet. We oh. took yesterday <laughs> off. What'd you do? Prepared a space for Fahima to come and enjoy herself. You spent the whole day preparing the space. What I was did. it like? Did you build I something? Well, <laughs> no. I, so what I did do was I baked some brownies. Uh-huh. Um, I made some whipped cream. It's like handmade whipped cream. Mm. It was so beautiful. I got, uh, I can't remember what I did to the, the blackberries, but it was pretty damn was delicious like and beautiful. It was like lime juice and yeah. cayenne pepper and, and something. Yeah, mm. just pretty good. 
in a bottle of Savoyon, no. Pinot, Pinot Noir. Noir. Yeah. So a good dessert wine and some dessert. And so y'all caught up. Yes. Yeah, over a divine meal. Yes. yes. Dessert. All right. And so today, Roland Fatty's was out in the CBD. Uh, right. Most days, mornings, we do lunch. Uh, late nights or dinner time, we have a couple of spots that we've been traveling to. And then late nights, we normally do St. Claude or Tipitina's. Uh, but this morning, they were out and they gave me a call and were like, don't come out here. Fahima's in town. Relax. <laughs> uh. And so we've spent the day in... They had it under control. Rolling under fast. To be honest, I wouldn't so want to let you drive anyway because you haven't driven in 14 years. It's probably I've not driven safe. cars. <laughs> <laughs> so while uh, finding my way in the kitchen, I also worked as a year and some or for a year and some as a limousine driver in New York City. You are full of, of complications <laughs> wait, wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. You were a limousine, you're a professional driver who doesn't drive. <laughs> well, I drove you're a vegetarian. Else's car. Who, who makes so meat did, dishes for people. And, like, there, there's so and many did things. you ride Fahima here on the back of your bike? We rode the, the bike over here. <laughs> did you, you really? Did? It was a tandem uh, bike? We rode the bus. No, we rode the bus. Oh, the bus. <laughs> okay. We went to Whole was on Foods the handlebars. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay. We've walked a nice chunk of the city today. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And have you been to New Orleans? I have. Before? I have. When I came, I was a vegetarian, and there wasn't really anything for me to eat. Um, Cafe Bamboo was no longer a space when but I came. But you still had it in your phone. I did. I still had the phone number in my phone, even though it wasn't really a legitimate Which space Which she thought anymore. was my number. And so called it and called it and called it and got no response yeah. because the restaurant was no longer yeah. open. Yeah, but and I had a hard time. Well, I, I think I did, but I had a hard time finding food in the city then. So, but now uh, I think it's fine. Now, where do you live? What neighborhood do you live in? Uh, I'm in St. Rock. You're in St. Rock. Oh, yes. what a great neighborhood. Okay. But you didn't take the bus all the way from St. Rock no. here. No, no, no. Okay. No, uh, we're at Hotel well, Indigo. Hotel Indigo. It's my favorite hotel. It's the oh, boutique hotel, yeah. Nice. And been there before? In Asheville, North Carolina. Oh, and okay. yeah. where else? That was it. Okay. It was Asheville. <laughs> Atlanta, but I didn't stay. I've just seen it when I lived in Atlanta. I yeah I found an in uh, I found that recently on a hurricane. Uh, it was a beautiful little spot yeah. to stay. They're all kind of modern. They and are, and they're all different. They're all very unique. So, did you come for the Hotel Indigo four years ago? What no. brought you to New Orleans? New Orleans. Well, so I lived in Atlanta, and I knew that he lived here, and he would like talk about it so much. So I wanted to see the city, but at the time I had a different partner, so I came with my partner. Then it was a trip for us. But Aji was going to hang out with us and tour us around anyway. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's just the kind of guy I am. <laughs> 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 I can suck it up. <laughs> I'm patient. 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 Oh. To get back to Rwanda for a second. Yes. Did you have a hard time translating? Did you bring some New Orleans flavor to their style of burritos? Or did you they help them develop They didn't have a style of burritos. So, so this you was wanted. your thing? This was me doing consulting. There was a guy, his name is Griffin Richards, um, who went to Rwanda doing missionary work uh, and fell in love with it and didn't want to leave and said if there was sushi and burritos, he'd never have to leave. <laughs> he was from uh, Santa Monica, California. So we got sushi and burritos there. So, so he, he got burritos there. Uh, a Korean couple... 
uh, who moved to uh, Kigali brought sushi there. Um, but so he worked at a Chipotle for about five months, uh, stateside. He came back. You say in Rwanda, I'm like, do they have no, Chipotles in Rwanda? There's no Chipotles in like Rwanda. Like in the hotel, maybe? No. no. Okay. Good. Good. I'm so he works, hadn't been affected by so, the chains yet. He had it in his mind while in Rwanda that he can live there forever if there were burritos and sushi there. Right? So, so, so did he want to replicate the same kind of burritos used to in California? Or he was tried it local to. ingredients. You have to have so ingredients. So it was an right? Afrimex burrito bar. What's that mean? It means African ingredients uh, down to the tortilla, which was wrapped in chapati. <laughs> wow. Because I couldn't get um, – something with the flour wouldn't allow me to – do proper tortillas over there and so we just there it's kind of in the culture to eat flat breads uh and so we opted for chapati is chapati like kind of like that it's just ethiopian raised no so that's injera injera yeah Yeah. chapati is an indian braid but indians have a presence in east africa uh and so it's part of the local cuisine it's kind of like naan isn't it yeah well it's thinner though okay it's definitely so it's closer to a burrito yeah it's pretty much it's the same thing as a tortilla okay uh just a little wetter (laughs) okay um and for all of the peace corps volunteers in country and pretty much every other expat from this country it was the closest thing they needed it to be uh, to feel at oh. home. Okay, so it was to make people feel nostalgic and close to home. Well, it Did was it for him on? to do business. Yeah. And so I went there just because he saw all of the rave reviews for the burrito truck that I had. Oh. Um, and we clicked kind of like instantly. Um, and so I get there. We source all local ingredients from farmers. The market is like crazy it's like the most wonderful chaos you ever want to go to so fresh markets every day imagine waking up in the morning going to a market and at the market uh there's someone shucking 20 kilos of beans pinto beans for you wow fresh so fresh beans daily not the dry stuff that takes four hours to rehydrate but fresh pinto beans that are cooked an hour and a half uh and so my cilantro was the same. My tomatoes were the same. Oh, yeah. The chicken that I got was killed the day before. The beef that I got was cooked the day before. I had never made wow. pulled pork until I got to Rwanda. And they call uh, pork Mercedes-Benz because they say the snout in the mouth look like a Mercedes-Benz symbol. <laughs> so it was pulled Mercedes-Benz. Um, I'm going to start calling it that. That's awesome. I, I think we're going to get it to catch because I've told <laughs> the story a couple of times. I'm calling I'm like, all yeah, burritos fatties from now on, too. Fatties. Yeah, I'm calling them all fatties. From yes. you. For, well, we're going to have to come get a no, fatty No, like when I go to like Juan's Flying Fatty, you know? <laughs> you know Juan's Flying Burrito. I'm not challenging anybody, but I'm going to tell you that rolling fatties, fatties are nothing like the burritos at the other <laughs> spots you find in city, nice. uh, in the city. And not like oh, they're too far totally. away, but like they, the flavor profile of them is pretty on point. Uh, when it's all said and done, uh, we have world sauces. Um, we'll have more vegan, vegetarian options. Right now, we just have tofu and mixed vegetables and whatever. Um, still no red meat on the truck, but poultry and seafood. All right. So there'll be shrimp. There'll be whatever pick of the day we can find from a fisherman 
once we get it all working. So um, now, Rolling Fatties, is there anything? Okay, so you had a truck before that was similar in some ways to it, right? Yes. You went to Rwanda. Yes. For it, six months turned into longer than six months. Six probably. months turned into me coming back. Like so like a year? reggae is king in East Africa. Reggae is king the worldwide, but in East Africa, uh, the music that was like playing in spots was uh-huh. like. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> um, and the ingredients are all the same as Caribbean food, but it's there was nobody making patties or anything there. And so I figured, you know, this would be a wonderful situation to start a business here. And because by that point, my mind was locked in like I'm living here part time. Yeah. I'm going to go back home, but I'm coming back here to do business. Right. And ultimately, I think it still stays in my mind like. If no okay. one takes that idea. So now have you used some of the things that you uh, learned, learned there, there here? To, here, yeah, right. Is, do we see echoes? Could we see echoes in it of it in your rolling fatties? So I do or? a wonderful West African peanut sauce um, that is very similar to an East African peanut sauce. Pretty much everyone on the continent has peanut sauces. Okay. Um, anywhere peanuts grow, people make a sauce out of them. <laughs> uh, and it has ginger and so... The only drawback to Rwanda was that there is not a very strong culinary um, world in the city. Like, up until, like, 20 years ago, eating, well, not 20 years ago, up until a couple of years ago, like, just eating without a big fence around where you're eating at is not looked upon as nice. Because if you have poor people walking by, you know, nobody wants to, so there's not a big eating out culture. Right. Or wasn't. There is turning, uh, one is coming in right now, but it's still a culture of subsistence farmers and a whole bunch of other things that don't lend itself to, you know, elevating the culinary world. Though the cream that you get from cows in Rwanda is like 70% fat as opposed to the 20% that we get here. Like, it is just that good. Wait a minute. It comes out, it's like yogurt. You eat... You're a vegetarian? I'm not vegan. You're not? Okay, so that a vegan would not uh, eat... Dairy products dairy or, or... Yeah. So you eat eggs? I don't eat eggs, no. Okay. But so I eat cheese. Okay, I cheese. cheese. <laughs> Did All y'all right. get that? <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, Fahima, do you... Now... I live in the dairy capital of the world, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there are cheese the heads there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The and are you from Atlanta? No, I'm Where? from California. I'm actually from Southern California. I'm from, like, Riverside. Uh, so you know yeah. a good burrito. Yeah, right. That's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to trying one because... What if, they, what if you hate them? I guess I'll just is say that, it's, it's good. Possible. It's, it's, <laughs> it's delicious. It's, it's yummy. You got to be honest with them. This relationship's going to go anywhere. Let's be, let's, you know. <laughs> yes. And um, are you going to have her hang out with you on the truck? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if Ray and I come, when, when's your tomorrow. Uh, date? Where are you going to be tomorrow? Well, you're not going to be there tomorrow morning. Not tomorrow morning, but tomorrow night. Will I be tomorrow there tomorrow night? Tomorrow night will be at Dancing Grounds. Dancing Grounds. Dancing Grounds is a dancing studio, uh, dancing to bring together a community. Dancing um, Grounds is like a coffee It's 3705 St. <laughs> Claude. 3705 St. Claude, okay. Yes. Uh, and they do, like, I think there's a twerk and work it class or yeah, something. Yeah, and they also work it. But they also have a lot of, because I looked them up. I, mm. I was interested in doing a dance class while I'm here. It looks fun. So you, if you don't enjoy, if he, 
being on the truck, you mm-hmm. can go out and I can uh, go dance. Yeah, yeah dance. I could totally do that. Well, yeah, the now, nice thing about and what time will y'all be there? Endless uh, amount of stuff. Right. Six thirty seven ish to about nine or ten. Okay. Uh, okay. Every Monday through Friday, we are in a CBD. Uh, if not posted up in front of Tulane Medical School, we are in front of the Energy Building or the Amco Building. Okay. So how do people find out about where Rolling you're taking fatties. Fahima while yeah. she's here and Roland Fatties? Uh, well, we'll be posting on Instagram. And other social every, media? Facebook, Everywhere right? that we're going. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, getting nervous. You're going <laughs> to... But uh, for... Roland Fatties. For Roland Fatties. Okay. Roland Fatties Nola on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We post everywhere that we set up. Right now, FEMA, how long are you going to be here? Until and Friday. Until w- Friday. Okay. Are, and uh, when do you guys get married? <laughs> <laughs> Three, four I think months. we said uh, four months. <laughs> Days. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll be in Madison for two more years, and then I will. So you're going to move here? No, I mean, I want to be an academic, and oh, there right, aren't so really opportunities hard, yeah, right. for me to work here. Oh, no, no, I was all for this relationship until no. you said that. Now. No, it's just for my field. There, like you know, I have a I really good friend who's there, who's from this city as well, and he would love to come work at Tulane. But for our field, it's just not right. there aren't positions for us. So, I'm looking to go back to the West Coast or the Southwest. Well, you know, this is, this is such a great start a school here? It's such la- a great laboratory for public education, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're well aware. This is like Definitely. this is the place to be in the country for, mm-hmm. for charter schools and, and yeah. see what that's all about. And, uh, yeah. Well, we can't convince you to uh, do research or. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, the thought is that I would probably finish up my dissertation writing here in this wonderful city. Yeah. That's and you would fall so far. No, you didn't realize that Ray and I would be like parents and uh, pressuring you. to. <laughs> 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 but we are very New Orleans proud. Oh, no, it's a wonderful we, city. You know, we uh, we like to see someone that could benefit our city. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, opportunity to create things mm-hmm. here if it's not going on so oh, okay. we're just trying to we need a lot you. more education theorists and practitioners <laughs> and we want him to marry up thank you Margo and Ray huh thank you very much Margo and Ray like <laughs> I really appreciate that I've I'm been trying to do here. this <laughs> for some time <laughs> now now stop on the air come on I love you for <laughs> sentimental reasons. Now, uh, that's the beer talking. No, are you a musician? Stuff. You were talking about uh, reggae, and uh, you, so you seem very sing-songy. But I, I grew up playing Hema. percussion uh, in this city. Um, I've performed a jazz fest many years and a whole host of Whoa, other Whoa, you've performed a jazz fest? That's in the world. Uh, uh, with Percussion Incorporated, Kenyatta Simon, I've done with Azikwe. I went to New Orleans Free School, and we performed every year at Jazz Fest, whether it was sign language or <laughs> the school band that had about 12 people in it. But we marched proud. <laughs> wow. Anybody? We all know New Orleans Free School? No? I mean, I... One of the longest-running free schools mm. in the country. Wow. Right huh. on Camp and Fusher. Huh. Yeah, I heard about it. Principal Rob, or Bob Ferris. No. Are they... S- uh, they closed right before the storm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there's a wonderful documentary on it. Uh, it was a pretty what, awesome what place to go to school. Tell us what it's it was the a documentary free learn- uh, So if you type in New Orleans Free School and I guess click video, it'll bring it up. I can't remember the name of it. If you Google search it. Yeah, just Google it. 
Uh, but it's an awesome school, uh, awesome piece of New Orleans history um, that's sitting right at Frank T. Howard, uh, right on camp in Fusher. That's oh. no longer open. Wow. So what was the focus of the school? The uh, focus of the school was an open learning environment initially. Oh. Um, where the kids set the curriculum and the teachers and parents kind of adjusted to make it or bring it back into something that could translate into us learning stuff that we needed to learn for standardized tests, I guess. Was it open, like, classrooms, like, no walls and stuff? Like, architecturally, uh, it was, was open, it set up? like, say I wanted to do Israeli folk dancing, I could do it. And someone would find a way to... Show me how to do. And a bunch of randomness like that. Beautiful. Was that your focus? Is that why it came into mind? That no, was an interest. Just it it was just <laughs> the most randomness. It was the most yeah. random stuff. So, um, Speaking of randomness. Yes. The book of questions oh, is a. I have uh, that book. Yeah. We, we, I tried asking it. him a few questions mm-hmm. from that book. He doesn't like that book. Uh, no. Nobody no, does. No. no. That's why right? we use it. Yeah. Yeah. If you were in a world, not everyone yeah. is as interesting as y'all, well, and uh, we I like to, to break you know it up it's, a little it's bit. So I think it's getting better and better, though, because mm-hmm. I think it's so off, you know, that I think then it becomes, I don't know, just sort of a, well, you know, how the do you have this book? You weren't even born. You were no. probably not born in the 80s <laughs> when it was. No, popping. I was born in 1983. I'm going to be 31 next month. I'm old. Right. <laughs> um, I just look really young. No, I got it at Urban Outfitters. They have a newer edition of it. Yeah, I think it's oh, sort of like one of these boy. ironic sort of things. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, so um, well, let's find out what you uh, what your answer is to a question. You need to pick a number between one and two hundred and seventeen in order for this to progress further. So uh, yes, and now it's Fahima's opportunity to put you, make you uncomfortable through us because yeah. we. We're going to go with one, 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 and you are already on that I was page. Already on that page. Yes, I, I know. Can we have Fahima read him the question. Sure, sure. I'd love to read the question. One, one, one. Why'd you pick that? I want to see how you handle this. Why did I pick that? He loves that number. All right. So if your parents became infirm and the only alternative to putting them into your home was to put them in a nursing home, would you do so? And then what about a sister or brother who suffered a permanently crippling injury and other than your home had nowhere to go but a convalescent home? What would you do? (laughs) This is why I dislike this book. It's so awful. If my parents got sick, I'd put them in a home. They probably have a better, you know, faculty's capacity to take care of them than I would at the house. Hard to find a home, though, that's vegetarian. Are your parents yeah. vegetarians still? My parents are both vegetarians still, yes. Oh. Although once they puree, it's hard to tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> I, they're so actually, you don't want them to be in your home. That was really the core of this no, question. No, I have no issue with them being <laughs> in oh the gosh. home. Oh, my gosh. Margo, what if we break them up on the air? That would be, that would be so crummy. I, can't stand I would feel you. bad for us. Always life. bringing this book up. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> this is why she moved to Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, you know what? You get to do it to her. Oh. <clears throat> What's your what's uh, what's the range? Two seventeen. Two seventeen. Um, we already know one eleven sucks. One eleven. I know. That whoa, ask that question. Two oh two. So when your leg was broken, did your family take you in? Yeah, Are they? Or did they put you in a home? Whoa, Margo. So <laughs> while my leg was broken, I had 
friends who actually put together a very loose schedule of coming over and fixing me food and a whole host of other things. Wow, that's really sweet. I'm a pretty good guy. You must be, hmm. you mu- and you must have good friends. I do have very good friends. You just don't like your parents. <laughs> no, I love my parents. <laughs> but he probably was thinking of his parents. He didn't want to. He didn't want to burden them. I, yes. I would, I would much rather not ill take care of them. I, I'd much rather them be at a place where someone knows what they're doing as opposed to me. <laughs> you know. Like yeah, you know I a lot. Are you going right. to be uh, having vegetarian dinner with your parents? Are y'all going to do a family thing while? My father lives in Texas. My mom lives down here, and possibly. Hmm. Okay, all right. Here's your uh, question. Opportunity to embarrass her. Oh, wait, it's not one. Wait, are we one? Oh, no, 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 two, no. two. Oh, okay. I was about to say that's one ten. If you were having difficulty on an important test now. <laughs> Okay. We won't know if you uh, change it up. Margo's Would you be willing to commit <laughs> perjury for a close friend? <laughs> for example, you might testify that he was driving carefully when he hit a pedestrian, even though he had been joking around a guy a bike. and not paying attention. Whoa. I don't think I can answer this question. I've said where I go to school, like that academic. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. if Would I commit perjury for a friend? Maybe it depends on the context. Let's say <laughs> I get hacked up <laughs> <laughs> for Put driving while black. <laughs> My bike, of course. Uh-huh. And a cop says I does, I've done something. Well, no, that wouldn't be committing That's perjury. That's not really perjury. No. no, you would have to do something. And then if your friend to. hacks you up and co- uses you in a burrito and it's her other best friend, yeah, then what? Would she? <laughs> well, I don't know how that, that works. Know. Yeah, no. there's, there's, like, say a friend committed a crime. Yeah, and then it's like I'm lying on their behalf. Um, no. And I think it would depend on the happening. context. It would depend on the context. Like, if, if it meant right. that they were going to go no, to prison for fatty. 50 years, I don't believe <laughs> in the prison industrial complex. I don't know. N- I would say the answer is no, then. Yes. But integrity is it everything. depends. <laughs> <laughs> Unless right. it was for you. Unless That's it was why for me, you said you kept case. saying hacking, hacking up. Yeah. So wow. for you. So I, I, I think there's still a love connection there, right? <laughs> you saw me bite the bottom lip. That's what does always, that mean? That's always like, yeah, I like you. <laughs> 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 why is this not being videotaped? No. Oh my uh, gosh. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Well, to get back to food, food. and uh, your life and y'all's lifestyle in, in New Orleans. So who do you do the food truck with? Is I it, do uh, the food truck with my brother uh, and a guy who's like a brother. His name is Trevor. So it's Aji, Zella, and Trevor who are doing the trucks. We just do first names. Okay. I'll be the only one who gives my last one. Okay. Um, a truck full of vegetarians. Uh, my brother and I are lifelong Trevor uh, for the last couple of years, but he's gone so far as to do the vegan thing, which I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, man. Enjoy. Not giving up the cheese. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Diet. There has yet to be 
a suitable replacement or a delicious replacement for cheese. It does. It hasn't happened. Science has not progressed that far along. It either melts funny or it's just like I can't even think about me- melting tapioca on my food. Like if I want cheese, I want cheese. Melting tapioca. That's not. That's a terrible replacement yeah. for cheese. Believe that. So, but has the food truck, other vendors, and um. Have they been supportive? Is and what is it like ha- running a food truck? So there is the a New Orleans food truck minutes. coalition um, that is very wonderful and interesting. Uh, the food truck laws in this city um, are pretty archaic, even yeah. though they were updated uh, and changed so that the mayor would not be sued uh, because, uh, so the city wouldn't be sued because Lucky Dog is allowed to operate with you know. Immunity, impunity, one of those words will work uh, in the French Quarter. But for some strange reason, there's a fear that if food trucks are actually made 100% legit in this city and, like, given free range to actually do business, that it would uh, be unfair competition to restaurants. Uh, and, like, no. It's, yeah, no way. Yeah. It's not from everybody I don't here. think yeah. anybody in the history of food going into bellies set out to go eat at Galatoire's and was like, oh, there's fatties. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind Galatoire's. <laughs> like, it doesn't happen. Right. And well, you know, well, I'll tell you, the majority of people we've spoken to that mm-hmm. are restaurateurs are real supportive of food okay. trucks. I think it's a very I'm small sorry number. i negativity. That, oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, no. I think you're exactly right. That's mm-hmm. the argument Sarah made. The only argument mm-hmm. I've ever heard that actually has any carries any weight with me at all, at all, against the food trucks. I'm mm-hmm. Ninety-nine percent for the food trucks, which means I'm really for the food trucks. The only one I've ever heard was that that sticks it for me is like the noise factor for some of the generators, the generators. when you park in front of somebody's window. Like I had yes. a friend who the same food truck was parking. It was next to a bar, and they were used to having bar noise, mm-hmm. but there's a different kind of noise from the generator, and they'd park next to the bar right outside their bedroom window, which was on the sidewalk. So it was like five feet, and it was every night. I was like, can you park across the street, or can you, you know, vary it a little bit. And that's the first time I felt sympathy for one of the critics of the food truck people. I will say that if given free range about the city, every food truck vendor in the city could afford a quiet generator. They could. okay. But when you're marginalized to the outskirts of where people gather, it kind of makes it interesting for you. But if you're creative, then you make a way with it. So uh, is yours pretty quiet? Uh, we're getting quieter. <laughs> we we have a baffle box that okay. some What's beautiful that? a baffle box baffles the sound. Okay, uh, and we're installing an extra muffler onto it to quiet Sweet. it down to about fifty and below decibels. Right. Uh, so our intention is to not be a nuisance to the public. Right. There's a snowball and one that parks next to the park near my house. You know, in Audubon. And every time I'm in the park, as I'm oh, walking you hear past it, that hum. I'll, yeah, I'll talk to somebody. I have to yell, you know, for about a block. And then once they get past it, it's fine again. And I think the same thing. Like, can't they just pack a little bit of something around it to kind of, you know, muffle it? We it be done, took right? some plywood and some soundboard and just tacked it all together. It fits pretty nicely over the generator. Uh, some wonderful street artist decided to write "Rest in Peace, Tupac" on the back of it, <laughs> but it, it works pretty well. All it's right. painted orange, Roland Fatty's, uh, nola.com. Yes. Can you spell that? Because uh, the, the fake stars are starting to twinkle, yes. and it's coming to the end of Actually, our show. So on one Nobody more time. fake stars on, did they? What happened? I love fake stars. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we're running out of time. So give us give us your uh, so your contact Roland Fatties is R O L L I N F A T T I E S N O L A dot com, and it'll bring you to our Instagram page. Our our uh, web page is still being constructed right now, but we have the domain name and we have the info name and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but RolandFattiesNola.com, uh, and yeah, it'll shoot you to everywhere else you can follow us at. Great. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Thank Aji. you for having us. Thank you. This was a delight. Aji Dast of Roland Fatties and Fahima Ife. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, y'all. This was fun. Friends, you can find out more about Rolling Fatties by following uh, the links on our site, itsneworleans.com. Good night, folks. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, and Chris Keogh is our technical director. And this fabulous audio quality that you hear is by PreSonus Audio Electronics. Makes all kinds of wonderful things. Visit PreSonus.com for more information. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website, itsneworleans.com. And from there, you can follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, sign up for our mailing list, get all kinds of swag. Uh, and while you're at itsneworleans.com, you can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Vietnola, Out to Lunch, and others. And if you listen to the show on iTunes, uh, please rate us and review us. It helps other people to find us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. So we meet here again. At, I am Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Thanks. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.